You are listening to episode 175 of the Confident Coaches Podcast, the one where we talk about what happens when you go viral. Let's go. Welcome to the Confident Coaches Podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to do your best work as a life coach. If you want to bring more boldness, more resilience, and more joy to your work, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Amy Latta. Let's dive in. Okay, coaches, you are in for a treat today. I am interviewing my Path to 100K client, Adrian Bishop. Adrian, well, I don't want to give away too much because her story, you will even hear me kind of be blown away as we are talking. I'm like, what? I didn't even know that happened. So Adrian's going to talk to us about what it took for her to really get better at attracting more people and then what happened when it worked and it worked really well so much so that she went viral and then she had to learn how to handle going from 500 followers on Instagram she'll tell you she'll tell you the number you ready grab your pens grab your pens and paper and lean in get ready take some notes because Adrian's about to drop us some good good stuff Okay, friends, I'm so excited to have today on the podcast my good friend and former Path to 100K member, Adrian Bishop. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so excited because, so true, full disclosure, true story, listeners. As we were prepping for this interview, I realized that I want the notes from Adrienne that she's going to share from us today. So even (laughs) though I coached her to help her create what she's created, she's created something I've never created before. And I'm like, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) So for everybody, grab your pen, grab your paper, because um, Adrienne has really taken the, the coaching of how to be who you really are and say what you really want to say, which is what I teach in Path to 100K. And she ran with it on Instagram and reels and stories. She's gone viral. And I'm going to let her tell the rest of the story over the course of this interview, because she's created something I have never created before with my coaching. And I'm just as excited. So Adrian, first, tell me, you know, tell everybody that's listening, you know, who, who you, who do you coach? Where were you last summer when you were signing up for Path to 100K? Sure. Yeah. So I am a life and parent coach. So I work mostly with parents um, and I specialize in helping highly sensitive moms with highly sensitive kids. So that's my niche. Um, And but of course, I work with all kinds of parents. But um, yeah, so I decided to go actually into that niche because of our coaching uh, to be a little bit more specific in that area. So that was something that when I first started working with you, I didn't have that specific niche. I was much more general. I was kind of afraid to niche down. So that's something that was happening. I forgot about that. I did forget about that. Now I just see you as being that coach. I kind of forgot that last summer you were more just like general parenting, weren't you? Yeah, I was more general parenting. Even though almost all of my clients fell into the category of my niche, it still was something that I was a little bit nervous to go into. Um, And I had a pretty rough summer. I really didn't have a lot of people reaching out to me. I don't think I had very many consults um, at that point. And I had been in business for four and a half years at that point. So it was, you know, a good amount of time. And it was very much this up and down, which is normal, I know. But I felt like I just wasn't able to communicate well with my with my audience, with my email list, with my you know, with my Facebook group, just people that I was trying to talk to, I just felt like this was my big thing. I was too high level for them, right? My, my speech or my coach talk was not resonating with them because I was in a different place in my parenting than than most of the people that come to me are. So I was trying to reconcile those things. And it was, I think it was coming through in my copy that I didn't think I was being um, understand, understood, right? So like, I had the thought they don't understand where I am. And that really kind of got in my way when it comes to actually communicating with them, obviously. Um, And I was getting all into my, whatever I was in my parenting, the, the, you know, the areas that I was working on and kind of not really thinking about where they were as much. Right. 
almost like in this way of like, I don't really want to go back there. Like I want to be where I am now. But then, you know, throughout the process, I realized that, you know, when we were coaching a lot of on how to, what to say to these, these, you know, these prospective clients, how do I communicate better with them? It was like that Tuesday at 1 PM thing. Like, what are they going through? Like what's yeah. happening now in this moment? And what are like my basic ideas that can actually move the needle forward for them? Like, that's what you always say, move the needle forward. Like, it really helped me to be like, oh, like, I don't need to be this upper level sort of, you know, big concepts and tell them everything I know all in one email situation. (laughs) Like, that was not (laughs) helpful. Yep. Um, Whereas I kind of thought that was the idea was like, I need to prove to them that I'm like, I know my stuff. I'm an expert. I have all these amazing things to say. Um, And when I stopped doing that and I started to really think about like, no, what do these people need right now in this moment in the middle of their day when their kid's not listening to them or when they're feeling really anxious or super overwhelmed by something like what do they need to help them now? And so that's one of the things I started to do in my emails was just take out all the fluff, take out all the extra stuff. And also I started to say more direct, more directly you, you this, you that. Um, I did a little bit less storytelling. So my emails were a little more concise and short. And then I, you know, I was able to kind of weave the storytelling into some emails. So I wasn't completely, you know, doing just storytelling, which was kind of how I operated before. All storytelling, lots of words, really long emails. Yeah. Kind of move away from that. And I had a lot of response, like people emailing me being like, how did you know that this was me right now? How did you want to hear this in this very moment? You know? Yeah. Um, And something that I'm noticing, and I want to call it out because um, before we get too far away from this point is when we're a new coach, we don't think we know enough. And then as we become a more experienced coach, we think we know too much. It's (laughs) almost like it's ridiculous. (laughs) It's almost like it's our thinking here in some way. Right. And, and really, um, I, and here's the thing I, this is like, I didn't know this was going to be a a therapy session for me. Full disclosure here. I can get in this too, because I've been coaching for 10 years. I've got multiple certifications that I can find myself talking in a way that I'm barely understanding what I'm meaning, much less expecting the coach who's sitting there and just wants to know what to write in their email today. Right. And so I just want to reiterate this idea of wherever you are in your coaching business, whether you're brand new, whether you've been doing this for four and a half years, you know, five years, like Adrian and I that we're talking about here. It's so much less about who you are. And it's so much more about what do they need right now? Yep. Exactly. Yep. God forbid we're thinking about ourselves all the time. <laughs> all of the just, time. Oh I my still, gosh. I still vaguely remember at our, um, you know, at the time Pact 100K still had live events and you were live in front of me and we were doing the copywriting exercise mm-hmm. and your face was so confused. <laughs> I like, was really you, confused. You were just like, and the, the, the the amount of confusion. And of course, hindsight being 2020, or we can kind of look back now and now we kind of know, but we had to unpack what it was that your mind was just bumping up against. I still remember when I said, I, one of my favorite coaching tools is like, talk like you would talk to your BFF. And you were like, but my BF, my best friend doesn't need this coaching. And I'm like, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I know, but the language and the energy that you would talk to her is how I want. And just to also, I want, so I, I share that story. A, it was kind of funny because in the moment I was like, oh boy, let me rethink how I'm teaching this BFF concept. Um, but also when you are so unsure about what you should be saying, you are just so, you're, everything is confusion. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I had all these rules, right? We had all these rules about coffee that were stuck in my head. Um, I had followed a copywriter and a couple of other people that had this formula that they recommended. Um, And, you know, like it definitely is something that is useful to know, but it didn't feel right for me. Like it didn't resonate. And I knew it didn't resonate. The other things I was doing weren't resonating with me um, in the way I wanted them to. And so when you had you know, put these suggestions in front of me, it was like, it was like night and day in how I had to shift what I was thinking about my copy. And it just completely, it just rocked my, you know, rocked me a little too much. And I was like, uh, is this okay for me to do this? Like, 
And then when I wrote the the email to the my BFF, it was just completely not even on track with what everybody else was doing. Yeah, I remember. It, was, it like made no sense. And you're like, okay, let's think of a different exercise. But yeah, and it was just really, it just really just hit me like, oh, I don't need to follow all these rules. It's not yeah. something that actually is helping me in the end, but it was very uncomfortable to go into that new space. Yes. And that's what I want to talk about. Cause we're still going to talk about what Adrian has created, like numbers wise and like her, like where she is on Instagram today versus where she was last August, yeah. but you had to travel through some discomfort to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, tell us about that. What, you know, what did you have to let go of Let's start there. What did you have to let go of? I had to let go of me feeling like I was doing the right thing, I think. Okay. Yeah. Right. So like doing the right thing, writing an email where I was like, that's how I normally do it. And it feels good to me to do it that way. And I don't care what, you know, like, not I don't care what they think, but it was more of just this idea of it was about me. It was really much, it was really about me feeling good about what I knew, what I you know, wanted everyone to hear um, what I created as opposed to what do they need? Like I had to like literally just stop thinking about myself and mm -hmm. really focus on what is what is going on with them right now and what do they need to hear from me? How can I yeah. serve them in this email? And and also let go of the fact that maybe some of the things that I was giving that I was telling people in the emails were felt like I was giving too much away for free. Like that was another thing that felt a little bit uncomfortable. Oh. It's like, yeah, it was like, I'm giving everyone all my tools in my email. What are we going to do when we coach or who, who's going to want coaching after oh. that? So that was a, that was a little bit of a conflict for me too. Just I like don't the value know that I, piece. I don't know that I remember coaching you around that. Was that something? Yeah. I remember that being a big coaching point for you. I don't, I don't think it? I actually really brought it up very much. I think maybe one time I brought it up. Um, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I think it was, it was just maybe one time, but it was more about, I was just trying to like, I think it wasn't the, it wasn't the biggest problem I think yeah, for me. Yeah. So it didn't come up as much. Like I really wanted to be clear in my, you know, I want, it was more about being clear and not being confusing and not right. being entitled to like consults. Like that was more where I right. think was the bigger problem. But I do think that's a really good point that even though you didn't get a ton of coaching on it, it was an undercurrent that was in that mm -hmm. kind of undercurrent stream of what are we going to talk about once they're in, if I'm giving away all of my stuff. And I think this is a big hurdle. A lot of coaches can get into is that yeah, we aren't trusting ourselves. Yeah. We're going to really be able to help somebody once they're inside coaching with us. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where I went with the reels too, because I I did give a lot of value mm -hmm. in those reels, and it's still to this day like I'm still like, when is it gonna just be everything I know, and no one, it all be dried up, right? And no one's gonna say, yes. oh, I need more. So yeah. I noticed that that's coming up because I'm being very, very, giving lots of value in the reels, and I'm happy to do that. But it's and it's not come, it's not turning out that way, obviously. But um, it's still there, like in the back of my mind. Like, am I giving up too much? I still remember. So we are talking 2014, maybe. It was only a year, no more than two into my coaching business. And I gave a talk for the very first time. I was invited. It was a, a, a I wasn't paid, but it was a speaking event. And I was, my application was accepted to take the stage and speak. And I remember stepping off that stage and thinking, I have nothing else. <laughs> I have yeah. nothing else to say. I've everything I know I put in that one speech and I got nothing. And I don't right. know guys, but I've been talking nonstop ever since. So I think this is a common, like this is going to be, I don't know exactly what episode this is going to be just yet, but this is going to be probably like episode 174, 175 of my second podcast, 10 years into my business. This is so common. It's why I'm, I'm highlighting it because this is so common. I'm going to run out of ideas. I'm going to give away all my best stuff. I'm not going to have anything to say to them once they're inside coaching with me. These are yeah. very common thoughts that coaches can have. And it's just possible not a single one of them is true. Yeah. And I know that now I have had, you know, that thought comes up and I really am pretty good at contradicting it or at least coming up with the yeah. thought that's more like, 
there's no greater value than the value people can get from the one-on-one -on -one coaching. There's just no value yeah. that I can offer over a reel or over an email that compares. So I do know that. And I've seen that, you know, in front yeah. of my, in and front of how much, clients. how much you are going to continue to grow as you work with more clients and you have more experiences, mm -hmm. you're going to continuously have new ideas also. Yeah. So, and new ways to say them for sure. Right. New ways to say them. <laughs> um, so we know what you had to let go of. What did you have to start believing about yourself to experience that discomfort of going from being totally confused about who you are and how you communicate to your now viral status on, on Instagram? What did you have to start believing about yourself? I had to really be okay with the fact that not everyone would resonate with what I was saying and that I could handle it. So that was always the biggest thing because it was like I wanted to reach every person and make sure everybody was happy with what I said and wanted to work with me and was just all, you know, rainbows and daisies and loved, loved me to death. Um, you know, the, the recovering people pleaser thing. And mm -hmm. I realized that that was getting in my way. Like if I, you know, tried to do that so often, I was never actually becoming I was never actually using the voice I wanted to use. I was never being me. I was never saying things that might be a little controversial for some people. Yes. Um, and so it was holding me back. So I really had to just be okay with maybe somebody's going to email me and be like, you're, you know, this is not, this is not, this is not, this is not okay. Or this is not something that I agree with. And I had to be okay with having that happen. And um, that did happen, right? In your comments? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I had some pretty negative comments. I mean, you put yourself out there enough to enough people and people are going to disagree with you. It's just sort of the numbers game. Um, and so now that I, you know, I eventually had a lot of comments on a reel, those were, I mean, uh, my whole system just went into yeah. crazy flight or fight mode when I started to see some of those negative comments coming up. Um, and it was like, you had to get used to that again and be like, okay, this is probably what they're going through is, is what's causing them to say this. And there's people out there that don't agree with me and that is okay. And it was, it was just like reliving that whole thing again, where I was doing that with my emails and my webinars and my Facebook group, like not everyone's going to agree and that is okay. And just kind of working through that again, all over again. <laughs> in yeah. <the> reels. <laughs> so how did you handle, cause I do remember what, when you started doing more reels, I do remember that first time you got some really negative criticism. Yes. And it's so funny because that was barely anything compared to what it ended up being like that was a very <laughs> mild feedback situation compared to what it ended up in my you know the, the real that went viral so was it was it just not everybody's going to be agree with me and that's okay or have you had to like how else do you work through that because i think this is really important that if yeah. you really want the level of business that coaches say that they want this isn't a thing that might happen. This is a thing that's guaranteed. To it happen. will for sure. And I think just kind of getting used to that idea, like this was, this was sort of the, I want to say price of growth, but in a way it kind of is like, I want, like at the end of our mastermind, I was ready to expand. Like that was my word. I wanted to be bigger. What did I say? It wasn't expand. It was, um, I can't remember what the word was, but I wanted to be big. I wanted to mm -hmm. be, I was ready to be bigger was sort of my thought. And so that thought kind of propelled me to do new things, right? To open right. myself up to doing the reels and doing some new things that were scary for me. I wanted to be bigger. Um, I don't think I was actually prepared for what was going to happen when I got bigger, but mm -hmm. you know, I, that, that thought really carried me through. Like, this is what I want was the thought. Like I have asked for this in a sense. That's right? so good. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. when those and negative comments are coming in, you mm -hmm. are saying I invited this by, you know, I wanted to expand. I wanted to grow. I wanted to be in front of more people. These negative comments are part of that. This is part of what I've asked the universe to deliver to me. Right. And I do not have to listen to those comments also. Like I do not have to answer. Um, yeah. I don't have to acknowledge them. I can, I can delete them if I want. Usually I don't, but it's just the idea of that. All of these comments, like I usually say to myself, like they're just reflective of what they're going through and really have nothing yeah. to do with me. And I'm just the platform that they somehow feel is appropriate to express themselves. Um, and I have had people on my comments actually argue with some of them 
just, you know, of their own volition, just like pick up the argument. <laughs> Arguing on your, listen, this lady's just sharing helpful information. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's not what she means. She means this. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's so nice. It's so funny. Well, I mean, and at the time of this recording, I've just come off of a series of emails and messages. I think my, I think my whole podcast that dropped last week. So again, I'm not, I know you guys are going to be listening to this sometime in March, but we're in February right now. And it was all about like allowing people to really like allowing the hate because, and, and I think you're a perfect example of this. Mm -hmm. If people aren't loving and hating you, then they're really not thinking much about you at all. So if you really want people to be thinking a lot about you and to be thinking Adrienne is the expert for highly sensitive parents and they're highly sensitive children, she's the person, you're going to have both. And then I think what you just said about your kind of lovers defending you against the haters, there's all your mind is going to be focused on the negative comments, but there's always so much more love. Oh my God. That's so, so true. Like, it's so funny how I get, I've probably gotten like, I want to say an eighth of the comments are negative, maybe a quarter. That would be like a lot more probably than it actually is. But my brain thinks it's a hundred percent negative. One hundred percent legit. And I noticed that. I noticed that because I'll get these amazing, like glowing comments, and I'll be like, "Yeah, but so and so said this," and it was yeah. You know, but angry mom seven sixty two says I'm exactly. dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody said I was a bad parent because I, you know, you like literally like, you must be a very terrible parent, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, okay. Like, obviously this is something that they're working on and okay. we'll see where it goes. But yeah, so it really was like my, your brain focuses on the negative and it's, I know that to be true. I tell that to my clients all the time, but then when you see it in action, you're like, okay, let's oh. just rein this in. Come on. Like, yeah. So out of real curiosity, not just the thinking I love the thought their comment is reflective of what they're going through. Yeah. I actually yeah. like that better than their comment is about them and not about me. Like that there's a little bit more mm. tenderness and compassion to their, exactly. comment is, their comment is about is reflective of what they are going through. Correct. I immediately feel more compassion for this person who's hating on me in the moment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the thought of like, you know, I invited this in, but you talked about, you said very momentarily, like, my nervous system kind of went into a flutter. Did you have to do some nervous system work? Oh my gosh. It was ridiculous. Like I remember all like all night I would like have the, I'd wake up thinking and seeing my numbers in my Instagram go up, like seeing my follower numbers go up and seeing the comments, like, you know, scrolling through comments. I would see that in my dreams, in my sleep, my, um, the backs of my shoulders were like up to, you know, my shoulders were like up to my ears for like two straight weeks. I couldn't, I couldn't relax. My husband was like, what is going on with you? And, you know, I talked it through with him and he was like, well, of course you're stressed out. That's kind of scary. Like all of this stuff is like a big shift. And because it was so fast, I went from 500 followers, December 19th to 30,000 as of today it was too fast. It was like almost too much, like for me, my nervous system, like I could have done a gradual growth and been okay, but this was like, boom. And that's okay. what I had to work on. So to give some perspective. So in two months you went from 500 to 30,000 followers. Correct. And okay. it's still going up and it's, and the number's still going up. So, so we've kind of been talking around what Adrian has created. And now let's actually talk about what you actually created. And I, yeah. I do want to, I do, I, I don't want to lose the conversation about how you had to nurture your nervous system, because I think we can, we can think all of these thoughts, but you really did experience a very rapid growth in a very short amount of time. Yes. Okay. So we're yes. talking about Instagram reels and let's yes. I I remember when you started reels back in December and it was just yeah. like, you were dabbling a little bit. So <laughs> let's talk about from December. It's today is Tuesday, te- uh, February 21st. So we're talking literally two months, Yes, eight weeks, maybe five or, you know, nine at the, at the most. Yeah. What has happened in these past two months? Okay. When I first started doing reels, I, again, it was like completely brand new. It scared me so much to even try them, but I did know that I wanted, like, I wasn't getting the results I wanted doing Facebook. I just wasn't. And I was like, you know what, what if there's more people on this, this platform that 
I can reach and resonate with. And so I just said, I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to jump in and just start talking. Like it was like a Facebook live because I know how to do this and I enjoy those. Of course, that wasn't the best way to do a reel, but I just jumped in and said something. The first thing that was on my mind that I thought, maybe I was man, I was dealing with something and I just put it out there. And, you know, it got like, I don't know, a couple hundred views or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I just kept playing and I just kept saying, okay, so I published some captions in this, make sure people know what I'm reading, they're reading. Then I thought, okay, what if I put more words and make a hook? Cause that was something you would recommended make a hook mm-hmm. in the reel. So I added more words so that people could, you know, pull out the important words. And then I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to do something that gives people an actionable step in their parenting. So I put one of my tools out mm-hmm. and it was like one of the, I literally said the most basic tool that I yeah. use with my clients. And so I put it out there in a reel and I didn't even put captions. I forgot it got 20,000 views, which was like, super, super high compared to my couple hundred that I normally got. And it was shared like, you know, a couple hundred times and saved a bunch of times. So I was like, okay, so I've hit on something. I'm going to keep going with this. So I just kept doing my tools and I would do them concisely. And the cool part was as soon as I would do a reel on something super concise, I would then write an email about it. And my email came out very, very simply and concise because I had to distill it down to to do the real. So it was almost like giving me practice to create these cons, to make these concepts very consumable and um, actionable, which I think is what people want. They really want something they can take forward and use in their daily life like right away. And so I kept going this way and I finally hit upon one of the tools that I use that people just started sharing like crazy and like wildfire it just went everywhere it wasn't even that great of a reel like i probably should have redone it redone it if i had known it was going to go viral i would have um but you know it's like the i would have looked better i would have dressed nicer i went i had my so i wish you had recommended do doing the reels in different spaces in different clothing in different environments so i had just walked in from a walk and i sat down on my couch i still had my coat on and I'm just sitting on my couch and I had my finger up like this pointing toward my face since you can't see me in the podcast. And this is like the cover of the reel is like, you know, me pointing at my face with my finger. Um, so needless to say, it wasn't perfect and it wasn't even close. Like I had an even misstep and somebody pointed it out, of course, in the comments that I had made this mistake in the reel, you know. Um, and so it just I started to go up and I was like, oh, my gosh. I think there's like 50,000 views. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And like, as it progressed, I was getting more and more comments, more and more shares, more and more people, you know, using the tool and actually commenting. I used it. It worked. This is awesome. Um, And I was like, okay, great. And it just progressively, my followers started to go up and up and up and up and up. And it got up to the point where I am now at 1.8 million views on this one reel. (laughs) 1.8 1.8 million. I think the most I've ever gotten on any is like 4,500. So like, this is so I mean, good. And shocking. I love, I, what I really, really love is I, I, so I, I, you've already said it, but I want to reiterate it is this idea of, and this is true because when you do reels, they can't be long, they can't be long and drown, drown or drawn out. You need to get to the point. You need to tell them why they want to watch. You need to keep them watching and you need to get like in and out in like 18 seconds. Mm-hmm. You have to think, you have to really think about like, what's the one idea I'm going to share. So I love this idea that that forced you to think more concisely about. So remember all of this conversation started with an Adrian last summer who was confused about what she did and how she helped people. And you know, what, what a great exercise to have to distill down the simplest things that, you know, and the reason that I think you've gone grown so big, so fast is, um, and something that I think I'm, I'm again, lots of full disclosure here. I have a lot to learn from when it comes to doing my reels, because I like yeah. to be long and verbose. I like to kind of like, go give long soliloquies. Cause Hey, I like being a speaker, I like being up on stage, but reels really mm-hmm. force you to like, what's the consumable and actionable item, right? This is what's going to get shared. Consumable yes. and actionable items. Yes. Exactly. Do this, and, don't do that. And you can also intersperse reels that are not super actionable yep. between, right? So that you have ones that people can go back to 
and see like, oh, okay, this is a little more information little that, more, I can, right. that I'm interested already. I can go yeah. back and check out some of these other ones. Um, and then also just the idea of making it to the point where I said, this is what's happening in your house. This mm -hmm. is how you fix it. Right. So, so I like, good. yeah. So I was very careful as to how I said the words, especially in the hook, you know, so that people knew, oh, this is for me. I do that. I yeah. feel that way. I am that person. Yes. Um, and, and that took me a while to figure out. Like it took, it took a, a bunch of reels to really understand what that hook needed to be um, or how to really distill it so that people could just see a couple words on the screen and really resonate with it and not right. leave the page or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that was huge. And then, like I said, I literally now I make a reel and then I write an email. That is exactly how I operate because it, it forced me to, again, go back to where are my clients now? What do they need from, to hear from me right now, as opposed to what are my, you know, woo woo concepts that I'm now currently thinking about in my own head? Like, doesn't matter. What matters is where they are. And so it's helped me to really resonate with them better um in the real situation and then in the emails so that i i can elaborate just a tiny bit more in the email but i really don't much so good and mm -hmm. um i remember you know and and i still coach this way but adrian is kind of taught me that maybe i um, she's a little bit of a rare unicorn and not all rules are carved in stone <laughs> that the general concept and all the instagram experts i did not create this myself. I literally have studied Instagram experts and they've been very clear. If you want people to come into your Instagram, create reels, but you don't sell from reels. You sell from carousels, you sell from stories, you interact with people in your comments, and then maybe you take the conversation to DMs, but you've done all of it. Yeah. I didn't know you were supposed to sell in a reel. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know. Well, and it's just really funny because it's not that, oh, you're not supposed to. They just, I, I've been very clear. It's not the most effective way of selling for me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I got a consult from a reel and it was like, it was like shocking. Some, they literally said, I found you on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh. And this was before so, the viral video, yeah, like way yeah. before. Um, and so, you know, selling in reels, maybe sometimes is effective and maybe sometimes not, who knows, but I tried all of it. Like I tried everything. Right. And so then, you know, you were really, really helpful in helping me figure out where to go next for Instagram. And you mentioned, you know, selling in stories. So I started to sell in stories and I just came up with this really simple idea, which was just to tell them that I have a program that is one-to-one -one and you coach with me personally, and I help you with everything you're struggling with in your parenting, you know, specifically to what you're going through. And I give you tools to resolve those challenges. And then I said, if this resonates with you and you're struggling to get your kids to listen, X, Y, or Z, I said a couple other things, DM me the word parent. That was it. Stop <laughs> it. And what happened? Uh, I think it was about 30 or 40 people DM'd me the word parent. What? Uh-huh. How many of those 30 to 40 people our actual console calls about half at this point so good so i also had to learn how to communicate in dms what i was offering yes and i played around with that too for first yes. i said okay so the next step is to get on a console call here are some times some people resonated with that some people just ignored it and i was like maybe that's too far maybe that's too far of a step so then i said oh what are you struggling with in your parenting how old are your kids I would start with that. And then I would add after they said something, oh, that, you know, I can help you with this, 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 and this using these tools. Would you like to set up a free consult to talk further about it? Then they would say, okay, yeah. And then I'd send them some times. So it was like this playing around with even yes. in the DMs because it was so different than what I sell now or how I sell, which is either on a Facebook Live or in an email or on a so webinar good. at the end. So. Well, and, and you have reiterated over and over and over again, the, I just kept trying things. Yep. Yep. And yep. this is that like, you know, with the path to hundred K process, what's, what's working and let's replicate what's not working and let's eliminate. And then at the yes. time, I think I called it, try it a hundred things. And now I've renamed that step epic action, which really just means trying and being willing for it to not work, being willing for it to like experience small fails over and over again until you're like, okay, giving them direct times didn't work. Let me go back and try this instead. 
exactly. And that's what we did at the end of the mastermind. We went into our, our epic fail plans, yeah. which then ended up being into, into more action, massive action or epic yeah. action plans. And so that part of my plan was reels. That was, that was my big, you know, um, experiment that I was, that was scary for me. So I wanted to do something that was like, just felt out of my norm and that was it. And then also just a couple other things that I think it might've been three or four other things. All of them have happened. It was, you know, have workshops at this, this, and this, and a speaker presentation. All of them have happened just because I put it out there. And I really, I tried all these different ways to communicate what I was offering to all different groups of people, all different speaker, you know, places that would have me speak. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I'm in like a YMCA. Now I had a couple consults from that workshop I did and just like all over just kind of different, just kind of putting myself out there in a different way, because I was very much in a, in a rut is what I, now that I realize before where I was doing the same three things every month, a webinar, a Facebook, well, a Facebook live a week, an an email a week and a webinar a month and maybe a workshop live somewhere. So, which is great. All of those things are good, but I literally needed to move to, I needed to do something else. I was going to create the same thing again, if I didn't. Yes. Like this is essentially how anybody is going to create a business that is engaging that people are talking about is your willingness to it's not that the things that you were doing before don't work. And it's not that reels are the only thing that do work. That is not the point of this conversation at all. It was your willingness to try something, to play around with it and to do different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit more about, because we've talked about like what you needed to let go of and what you need to start believing in terms of how you were going to communicate with people. Yeah. What did you need to let go of? What did you need to start believing to be willing to try stuff and not know if it was going to work? Like really be willing to fall flat on your face with something. It was really all about that feeling of wanting everything to be perfect and not wanting any sort of criticism, backlash. Because what happens for me is that I feel very shameful. Okay, so yes. that was where all of the problems were coming was the as soon as someone gave me feedback, I would feel this intense feeling of shame, or I would want to hide like I just want to stop doing what I was doing. And so I knew that if I was going to do something that maybe was, you know, could fail was risky, I was opening myself up to feeling that feeling. And so I just had to tell myself like, it's going to happen, most mm-hmm. likely, like I'm yeah. going to feel shame. And then I would plan kind of how I would handle it. I have, you know, different somatic tools I was using, um, different thought work I was using. And I was just able to sort of get to the point where I was like, if I want to grow, I have to feel shame or I have to be okay with feeling it. And it, you know, in your head, of course, you know, those things. And it's what we've been taught that, you know, being able to handle your feelings and feeling feelings is what gets you farther and farther, but actually doing it in the moment is, is, it's hard. It's really hard. And the more that I did it, the less impactful all these things were. I think that was kind of one of the other pieces was the more I put myself out there and the more I realized I was okay. I made it through. I survived. I realized I could keep going and keep doing them and survive and be okay. And now that I'm at this different level, I have 14 consults this month. I have different problems, which is so funny (laughs) to think about. Yes. Like, this is what I've wanted forever and ever, but now yeah. I have, now my problems aren't going away. They've just shifted. So just kind of seeing that live in an, you know, in action is really powerful because that's something that you always said that most people are, you know, above me in level are saying is just the idea of like, it doesn't matter where you are. It really is your thinking. Like the circumstances don't matter. I have 14 yeah. consults. I still feel like crap. <laughs> in, other, in some ways, right? In some ways, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like all of these things are just going to resolve how you feel. And it really hit me hard this month when I realized that. And yeah, I was talking to Kristen about it, one of our other, my other coaches in yep. the program. She's been, and, on, she's been interviewed on the podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, she was yeah. on the podcast and she, and we both went, I went through like, yeah, I have all these consults and people reaching out to me and I'm like upset and stressed out and freaked. And she's just like, it's almost like the circumstances don't matter. <laughs> So I think this is a great point. Like what you said, you know, now you just have a different set of problems than you did. Right. So last, last summer it was like, I'm in a rut. Nobody's signing up. I keep doing the same things over and over again. And I keep getting the same results. 
now you've gone through this transformation. You're trying, you, you understand what's the feeling I have to be willing to feel. It's shame. It's not just, oh, I have to be willing to feel uncomfortable. No, it's mm-hmm. let's name the discomfort. It's shame. Yeah. So what are the problems that you have now that you are showing your brain? Okay. Now this is what we're working through. Okay. You ready for this? Yep. So I have 20 or excuse me, 30,000 eyes on everything I do. Okay. That's one of the thoughts that is a problem because what happens is now I'm like, well, now people are seeing me. I am visible. Yep. Scary. Number one. Yeah. So if I do a reel or if I do something, a story, anything that I, that doesn't, that falls flat. I don't know that fails. Guess what? It's not like nobody sees it anymore. It's like 30,000 people are seeing it. I now mean, my failure more. will be public. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I had this pressure that I put on myself to do, I, I like actually panicked and didn't do a reel for probably like two or three days, maybe four days, because I was afraid of making a mistake or putting a reel out there that didn't resonate. Um, and I, and I was noticing that it was like this shutdown mode, right? It's, yeah. it's making a mistake more publicly now was, is now the next level. Right. So yeah. I was making a mistake, but it wasn't public uh, as public. And so now it just feels like a different thing, a whole different you know, beast to to be like, and if I make a mistake, it's still OK, even yeah. with all these people, like even with 30,000 eyes on it. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, yeah, so that's one of the problems. The other one is now I have a lot to manage logistically when people are DMing me constantly or commenting, I have to respond to them. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. It's a lot to it's a lot to manage just logistically to make sure I respond to everyone because I want to. Um, I don't know if that's even necessary, necessarily right, every right. comment, but in my brain, I'm like, well, they commented, I need to reply or I need to like, or so I had to, I have to manage being okay with not seeing Instagram for a little bit and people commenting or people DMing me and me not responding right away. And that's okay. Right. And like, it's mm-hmm. a very different problem, but it's right. still there. It's still there. And just noticing like when I do respond to them and just, you know, waiting, I kind of feel like I need to grab this. It's like my only opportunity. So that's another okay. one. There's that's another one. Up. This isn't yeah. going to last forever. Correct. Correct. So I need to take advantage of all that I have yeah. with this, with this current situation. So I need to do more stories and more reels and more posts and da, 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 da. Uh, I need to get them on my email list. I need, you know, all these things are going through my head. Like, how can I just keep this going? How can I, sustain this longer. Um, and so I actually did, I am doing a webinar this week and I normally, I think the most I've ever had sign up for a webinar is 50 people, um, which is awesome. I have 200 currently. So that's been fun, <laughs> but now I'm like Amazing. new problem. I need to go upgrade my zoom because yep. I can't, I can't actually have that many people on zoom. Um, yep. currently. so it's like, it's just so funny how like, it's true that it just doesn't solve everything to get to yeah. another level. It's not, and then on top of it, I have people that are not nurtured by me coming on consults. So they've seen one reel and oh, they, or yeah. so one story. So then they're coming to a consult, not knowing how I really coach. They don't know how I operate and they don't know what coaching is and they don't know how much I cost. So it's all of this different, like different levels of people that are coming onto consults with me. So I'm getting more no's. I'm getting more sticker shock. I'm getting, you know, like those kinds of things. Um, Whereas before I would get somebody on a console and they knew me so well, they've been thinking about doing it for a year. (laughs) Right. And they're in, you know, so. So that, that is new. And we haven't talked about it at all and we don't have to dive real deep into it, but that is something I coached you repeatedly on in the mastermind was your thoughts that people don't want to pay for your coaching, that they don't oh, have yeah. the money or that there's a better yeah. use of their money. So now that's coming up even so stronger. So I was going to say, yeah. it's almost like, and of course, I, 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 I'm I, never in glee when the universe throws you stuff that's so uncomfortable, but I'm like, oh, that's a lesson we haven't learned yet. Okay. Correct. So now let's have a bunch of people who have no idea what you, what your fees are or really under, they just, they just know they saw a a real and it was amazing. Yep. So yep. now the experience of having more no's. Correct. Yep. And then questioning, okay, is this something I'm doing or is this because they're not ready? They're just not in the place to buy. Yeah. And then also being able to explain to people when I'm DMing them, this is a sales call. Like make sure you know yes. this is a sales call because then that that really kind of filters out people that don't want that 
I didn't do that at first. So I had all these people just coming on expecting free help uh, without knowing it was a sales call. So I have to be very careful on, not careful, but I have to really watch what I say and how I word things. So I've had to change all of that, experiment with all of that. It's still a process. So now when people get on the phone, I describe what a consult is. Um, so that immediately they know what to expect for the rest of the call, which I never had to do before. It was like one of those things that people knew because they had seen like 75 emails before they booked one. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been, and then on top of it, I don't have enough time to fit them all in. So trying to be okay with putting them off for two weeks, like that's a little uncomfortable to be like, Oh, somebody wants a consult, but I'm not going to see them for two weeks, you know? Um, and then figuring out how to manage three consults in one day or mm-hmm. four, I had, I think I had six one day. It's like, is that okay? Do I, do I am okay? Am I okay with that? Am I not? Does that work for me? So it's, it's, so it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so good because the reason that I say that it's so good is you are doing the work that is required to grow. And anybody who is just hoping that it's just going to be magically like there's going to be some point in my business that I'm not going to have to problem solve. No, there's mm. just going to be new problems to solve. But now mm-hmm. you have a history of I'm a problem solver. Correct. Yep. I have a lot more confidence. There. Right. Right. Now with these new problems, you're like, okay, I have a bunch of people coming to me who don't have any idea really what coaching is and what does. Is there something I can send them through beforehand? You know, do, do you you know, put an application up or do you invite them into some sort of email nurturing sequence in some way so that they can start to go, oh, I understand what's going on here. Right. Because you are booking 14 consults yeah. at a time and yeah. you may not want to. And 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 here, I think that I'm actually a little bit coaching you and also yes. like, <laughs> there's no wrong answer either. Yes. And you I feel could, like you can book all of those people and learn so much. And then, you know, next month or the month after decide that you want to implement some sort of, um, like a filter, uh, filter, like a qualifying tool. of some Exactly. Way. And that's so exactly that, where my mind is going. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's like, like at this point I'm getting everyone in and I'm learning a ton Yeah. and I'm learning that they probably all shouldn't be on a consult yet. Yes. So that's really good information. And I think, I think it is good that this happened and it's just teaching me the next step. And it's just, it's just crazy to think about that, but just being, and like, I feel all of a sudden like these next, these like two weeks, I was stressed two weeks. I couldn't sleep two weeks was really hard. And then eventually it just settled. And I was able to just kind of almost like one of my thoughts was I'm ready for this. Like, this is my time for this to happen. It really felt that way. And so I just keep telling myself that, and it doesn't mean it's going to be like super comfortable in this place. Actually, it's super uncomfortable, but just being like, but this is, this is where I'm meant to be now. And this is exactly when it was supposed to happen for me. Um, and just knowing I'm ready for it emotionally, you know, in my skill level, in my, you know, just be my business, what I'm able to do in my business now, like the things I know I'm, I, this, this is when it was supposed to happen. If it had happened before, it probably wouldn't have had, it wouldn't have, it would have been a lot harder for me. And I don't know if I would have been prepared for it, to be honest. And that's so good. And I, you know, I think that last comment is really, we don't, I I don't think we ever know because I've seen so many coaches like you and me, you know, I, I was a coach for four and a half years before I really started building my business. Some people like six months. I think I, ju- I swear, I just saw an ad of a coach and I don't know how valid this is. Cause I don't know the coach, but she was like, I made seven figures in my first 13 months. And I was like, how, what stop it. Yeah. Right. Uh, like we have these stories of like people who are making six figures within a year or, but every coach I've ever known hits a place where they have to figure things out. And it's really, really hard. Yeah. And so whether that comes before, during, after, we're not avoiding it as business owners. Mm -mm. And I'm sure that, you know, there were parts of you in the thick of it in those first four and a half years where like, I I would have been nice to have learned this sooner. 100%. But also you did eventually get there. And now you're like, I'm a problem solver. Whatever comes my way, I can figure this out. Yes. Yes. It feels, it feels doable, like very doable, which is awesome. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, definitely lots of other emotions are happening, but overall, <laughs> that's the, you know, main thought and feeling that's sort of driving me now. And I love this. So. This is doable. This is what I asked for. This yeah. was meant for me. These are all really beautiful thoughts that you are carrying with you right now. And I really, really, really have to refocus on my people yeah. frequently now because it does oh, yeah. feel very much like I am in the forefront of the visibility yeah. and that's not a good place for me to sit thinking about. So I just love just being able to jump on a story and have literally have like three, 400 people see it and just be like, I can now reach people. I can actually help people very easy. Like it feels easier for me to access people to help. And so me being able to just kind of focus on them and see when they comment back or when they ask me. So I had, I had a Q&A at one point in stories and people were like, I had like 15 or 20 questions I got. And it was just like, oh my gosh, there's, it just proved to me over and over that there are people out there that need this help. And I have the, you know, I have the tools to help them. And right. so it's just so nice to just access that and then be there for, for some of these, to receive some of these things and actually use them. And it's just so I just can't, I just try to refocus on them when I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so visible. <laughs> like if I make a I, mistake, blah, blah, blah. I think that's a, I don't, I don't care where you are in your business, where you are right now and where you're feeling very visible, very vulnerable. Yes. And so you very. can really start obsessing about yourself and like, yes, but where you were a year ago or, you know, last summer when you were signing up for Path to 100K and you were like, I'm in a rut and nothing's working and I'm yes. not visible at all. And no one's Same paying thing. attention to me. You were still so super focused on you. So I think that right there, is there, is there a specific thought that brings you back into thinking for them instead of yourself? Yeah. It, I mean, I, I think about how I felt before I knew these things and I just go uh, right into that place okay. of where was I and what did I need and how yeah. much I needed someone like me and just feeling just feeling back into that that overwhelm and that desperation that I was feeling um it can, it's really powerful for me to get back there I don't know if there's a specific thought but my thought is like um just the idea that I can help them right now where they are yeah. I can help them I know I have something that can reach them so um, and change and actually change how they're feeling or what they're doing with their so kids and their relationship with their kids right now. It's one simple thing. And that's, that feels really, that feels really good. You know, just helping people do that. Yeah. I think it's just this, a thought as simple as I have one thing that can help someone right now. Let me go tell them. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be that simple to get yourself mm -hmm. out of your head and, and actually helping them. Mm -hmm. yep. Adrian, this was so fun and so amazing. I'm so, I think it's so fun to watch you. By the way, I follow uh, Adrienne on Instagram. So I see her reels all the time. Like, look, there she is again. Do you have anything else that you would share with coaches that are listening right now who are unsure of how to communicate, who are terrified of failing, like kind of where you were last summer? Yeah. Um, I would say that the most important thing to do is to obviously keep going and keep trying new things and know that not one thing is going to break the machine. <laughs> so good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, if you have one email that you send out and somebody comments or sends back a reply that isn't nice, you, it's okay. Like you have not been knocked down so that you can't coach anymore, you know, and that's what I used to think. It's like, well, that's it. I'm done, you know, but actually <laughs> yep. like this is literally part of the process to getting to where you want to be is learning how to be in those places and not feeling good and being okay with that. And even not even being okay with it, but just keep going anyway and just keep trying new things. And that was, yeah. that was like the huge thing for me was like really believing that what I had was important. And then, you know, just kind of using that to propel me to keep reaching new people and, you know, making sure that people knew I was, I would, I had help for them and yeah. just keep going and don't, don't necessarily let those, that shame or that, that those feelings of discomfort stop you. Yeah. That's one of the things that was the hardest thing for me. So good. How can, how can people connect with you? I know people want to watch this viral reels maker. So how yes. can people connect with you, Adrian? So on Instagram, I'm Adrian Bishop coaching. <clears throat> and I'm also on Facebook. So you can find me there, Adrian Bishop coaching or Adrian Bishop. Um, and I have a Facebook group called calm, confident parenting. 
Okay. And um, yeah, so that, those are basically the main ways. And I have a website also, adrianbishopcoaching.com. There's a theme. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you'll find the viral reel, but you can go ahead and look for it. It's 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 a it's a, a, a reel that's called. I think it's something like do this instead of threats to get your kids to listen. Oh, so if you nice. Want to watch that nice. reel? That's yeah. the main one. <laughs> And I want to, I want to make sure everybody knows Adrian is A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. Cause I know yes. Adrian could, can have a few different spellings. So that's, that's the French feminine. The, there we go. It's <laughs> <laughs> the fancy feminine way. Yes. So Adrian Bishop coaching, um, you know, go and just, even if you, if reels are something you want to get better at or how to nurture an audience on Instagram, Adrian is an excellent example, but more than anything, I just hope people are walking away with, oh, focus on them, not on me. Be willing to feel that uncomfortable feels because I really can't handle all that comes my way. So good. And you can do this too. Yes. That's the other thing. You can absolutely do this. Adrian, thank you so much. You were awesome. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate it. Okay. I wasn't lying, right? So amazing. Gosh, coaches, if I could, I'm literally like rubbing my temples right now as I say this to you into the microphone. I cannot stress enough. When you don't have the money, we talked about that in last week last week's episode, right? About it's about the money, but it's not about the money. It's kind of the same thing here. It's about the followers, but it's not about the followers. I know, I know when you don't have it, You are so sure that everything's so better on the other side. And it makes sense because most of what you see from the people selling that is you see them living this amazing, fantastical life. Most people are not pulling back the curtains. Now, y'all know me by now. This podcast is all, I should rename it, Pulling Back the Curtains on the Coaching Industry. Oh my gosh, somebody write that down. That's so good. I know you think that everything gets easier and you become happier when you have the followers and the dollars, but your mind will almost always go in the opposite direction. Knowing that shouldn't stop you from pursuing it, but we are fooling ourselves if you don't think we need to change how we're thinking now. Start practicing Now, know that your mind will backswing on you. There's always a kickback. There's always a backswing. And trust that you're going to be able to handle it. Adrienne's story of how she's handling it, how she thought that that's what she wanted. And then, I mean, isn't that so fascinating about the couple of weeks that it took from her? Also, obviously, y'all, if you are already making at least 10K in your business, the path to 100K materials on how to write better copy and how to talk better with your audience, they are gold. I can't even tell you the face that Adrian gave me when we first were, when I was first teaching this. And she was like, I have, she did not understand what I was telling her at all. But I kept coaching her through it. By December, we started in August. By December, she's making videos. By January, she's going viral. And now she's learning how to convert them. It's actually funny. Since the interview, I noticed that she added a subscription. So she's figuring out how to monetize her followers to help nurture that sequence, nurture them even more. She's testing and she's trying. This is what it takes. Learn how to do it and path to 100K. All right? All right, my friends. I hope you love this. Make sure that you are tagging the two of us on Instagram. And I can't wait to see what you create in the world. I'll talk to you next week. Coach, it's time to sign your first free client, your first paid client, your next client, and to learn how to do it consistently and having a hell of a lot of fun along the way. This is exactly what you're going to do in Free to Paid Coach. It's the only program giving you step-by-step what to do to become a paid coach and step-by-step how to handle the roller coaster emotions that come with doing what you need to do to become a paid coach. If you know you can't not do this life coaching thing, but believing that you can do it, handling rejection, and remembering how to do all of those things shuts you down, the free-to-paid coach community is waiting for you. Find everything that you're looking for inside. It's only $1,000, payments are available, 
and then you are in forever. Visit amylatta.com forward slash FTPC to join us right now. See you inside. Let's get paid, coach. Thanks so much for listening to the Confident Coaches podcast. I invite you to learn more. Come visit me at amylatta.com. And until next week, let's go do epic stuff. Oh,